second intro. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 216. I am Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. Diabetes. Yes. And uh, yeah, we're recording here on Thursday because uh, Jazz was at the Men in Black uh, test, you know, the one that Will Smith went to, um, where he just came in and, you know, be the best of the best of the best. Fuck up Yes. Fucked her up. But uh, he's back, and uh, hopefully he did good on his test. Uh, and uh, we are going to be talking about The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing, uh, and The Lighthouse. Goddamn thoughts! Uh, but before we get into that, what the hell have you guys been watching, playing, or doing? I'll go first. Uh, so, I finished this. Isom, number one. Art's good. Story is a good origin story, but like, I don't know the fighting. I'm not clicking with the villain yet, uh, Darren uh, Fontaine. Uh, but there's is the villain's name just Darren. Uh, he's like a he, he owns a club, but he like it. It hasn't fleshed out yet if he has powers or not. But I'm not spoiling anything. I'm trying to because I know Zach is gonna be reading it. It uh, is brand new, so yeah. Know. But uh, pretty much there is some characters in here where I was like, oh, okay, I see that it's going to be expanded into a universe. So I don't want to be like, it sucks, but it's not amazing, but it's good art, at least. I like it. Um, I played, played and finished Metal Gear Solid 2. Um, I had heartburn at 6 a.m. in the morning. Couldn't go back Metal to Metal Gear 2, right? Yeah, whatever. Uh. <laughs> Fucking Kojima, fucking get your titles right, man. I don't want to, like, say Metal Gear and then Metal Gear Solid, and it's, like, different. Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Rising, Metal Gear... Revengeance. Acid, Metal Gear Survive. Metal Gear, finger up your bunghole. Um, but, yeah, I finished that. Um, I can't wait to talk about it on our podcast. Andy's the last one to finish it. Um, and then we'll get that going. Uh, gaming wise for that, I'm trying to think other things. I just bought a bunch of games. I was telling Andy, I bought Assassin's Creed Black Flag, uh, four, uh, Revelations. And then the first one, I played the first one, uh, but I never played Revelations to finish out the Ezio, uh, storyline, uh, and Black Flag. I never played it, but I heard it's one of the best, um, before they like re rebooted the franchise. So I'm, I'm happy to play that. I bought y Yakuza, Kwame 1, well, just Kwame, and then Kwame 2 and 0 uh, for my Steam Deck. And I just bought another boomer shooter called Cultic, um, which just came out today. $9.99 for Chapter 1. Um, Movie-wise, I watched The Thing in 2011, and by God, that movie sucked. And... Yeah. I also, oh, video game wise, because I wanted to go back into the most horrible game ever, uh, video, video game movie ad adaptation, the thing, uh, <laughs> for the, for the PlayStation two and boy, I get, I, you guys remember Spoonie one's review of that game? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Every time you had to like do the circuit or the button and shit. Fuse box. Yeah. Fuse box. 
junction box count. Yeah. <laughs> but man, that game was terrible. But, you know, I have like a soft spot for like these bad movie games back in the day. I don't know. At least they tried, I guess. I guess they had that a lot of good ideas. Yes. Just didn't follow through. That game's hard to find now, too, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Like, like actual copy. I'm assuming like there's probably a port or something. But mm. I played a, a ROM of it, so that's how I played it. Because it like I, I just watched the movie. Might as well fucking play the game. So. I wonder yeah. what John Carpenter thinks about it, since he's a fucking gamer. Like, did he get a copy and he's like, "Man, this fucking sucks." He's so, like, threw it I, away. Feel, I felt really bad for that game because I played that game. And then it was like, well, this is, you know, it's like 12-year-old me or 13-year-old me or whatever. It's like, this is not terrible. And then I played Time Splitters 2 for the first time right oh. after it. Wow, what a difference. Uh, also, put it out there. One of the best shooters ever made. But that's that is what it is. Well, that's another hill to die on. But. Yeah, what's great about the Xbox Series X is like the backwards compatibility. I bought Time Splitters one and two back in the day. I'm like, I'm uh, I'm gonna be playing that at some point in my life. I actually bought Time Splitters two on my Series X recently because it went on sale for, it was mm -hmm. something weird. It was like seventy nine cents or something. I was like, well, I, I mean, I can't not buy it when yeah. it's less than a dollar. That's I don't know that much, man. I should like go back and look at that. I love that game. I actually like three as well, even though it's it's clearly not the superior game. It just got more like goofy content in it. Mm -hmm. but they're both pretty great well time splitter 2 had like the uh it was like before call of duty zombies and shit they have a mode where like there's like waves of enemies and shit and i was like whoa <laughs> like this was yeah. this was back it was like beta testing this like fucking fad of a, a game mode and stuff it was one of the blueprints for that and like the horde mode for uh like gears and stuff mm -hmm. like i feel like that time splitters and horde for gears 2 effectively had a baby by act and activision is the one that pulled it out of the womb and was like you're mine and it's that's call of duty zombies and it is what it is yeah yeah people love it i guess but that's all i've been doing i i, I know i'm probably while you guys are talking about like oh i did this and i'll like chime in later but andy what the hell you've been watching and playing or doing um Last week, I said I didn't really watch any movies, and for some reason, right after we recorded, I remembered I'd actually watched two movies. Uh, one of them was Silence of the Lambs, whatever. Everyone's already seen that movie, but it's still great. I watched Darkest Hour, though. It's uh, Gary Oldman playing uh, Winston Churchill. The movie's really good. It's a good time. I, I recommend that. It's on Netflix right now. Um, but anyway, this, this week, I actually watched... Um, I guess Ed Wood did a TV pilot called Final Curtain. I watched that. That's just kind of a weird trip. It's like it, the whole thing is a monologue. Like it's an actor talking about what he sees in this the spooky theater. Like he's just by himself in a theater, and spooky stuff's happening. It's weird. It's it, it's worth it's worth watching though. It's less than a half an hour long. Um, uh, I won't get into why, but I watched Cool Runnings. <laughs> I, you don't need to explain that. It's... You got coaxed into that, didn't you? Yeah, so, like, so much... I'd never seen it before. What? what, what? You never watched Cool Runnings? What do you think That's about what I said. I was like, it? we were looking for movies to watch, and she said something about, oh, Cool Runnings. Oh, we have a Bob. So she sang the song. I was like, eh, okay. She said, have you never seen Cool Runnings? I said, no. <laughs> so we watched it. it was, you know how you make a movie good. at least like a six and a half or seven? 
you have John Candy in it. Uh, yeah, that's what I said at the end of it. Like John Candy was my favorite part. I, lo- I just I love John Candy and everything though. Yeah, um, exactly. I watched uh, Night of the Comet. Uh, for my extended thoughts on that, go back and listen to our episode on Night of the Comet. That movie. That was early in the day, early, early I think. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a while ago. I watched the new Grand Tour special, Grand Tour, a Scandi flick. It's fantastic. The beginning of it is just them talking about what's the greatest rally car ever, and then each of them choose a car and then drive it all around. They stay above the um, the Arctic Circle the whole time in uh, Norway, Sweden, and Finland, and just drive around and do a bunch of rally car shit. What was the greatest rally car ever? Well, you know how they do things. Like it kind of turns out. Oh, they're all they all have their they're all good and stuff. Um, oh, the uh, the the Lancer gets wrecked twice. The Mitsubishi Lancer, yeah, it gets wrecked (laughs) twice and then makes it to the end of the special. And they're like, Well, I mean, that speaks pretty well for this car. It said it's still (laughs) going, they're driving on a frozen lake and it breaks through the ice. Shit. The engine drops below the water line and they drag it out of the ice and then it still runs. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I mean, I always heard those Lancers were like, you couldn't fucking kill them though, for real. Yeah, they're pretty damn indestructible. I have a friend of mine that just has a regular just Lancer and that, that thing has way too many miles on it. It's It has survived a lot. But it's, it's yeah. a fantastic special. There's a lot of like really interesting just rally car stuff and also it's hilarious because it's the grand tour and i i can't get enough of that show Shit, i might watch that one yeah I'm, I'm probably gonna rewatch it at some point like it's really good and uh i watched that tales from the territories thing that zach sent mm-hmm. uh that's wild i loved it uh, i love the guy i guess he got his eye pulled out of his head jesus christ yeah <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff like just you know, some motherfucker throwing a brick through his window and Stuff like that. Oh, it's great. It was it was a very entertaining time. And uh, I played a bunch of Yakuza on the final dungeon, so next week will be the last time you hear about Like a Dragon from me. I'm curious about the Tales from the Territory stuff, because that's on Vice, right? Yeah, they put yeah, the up sadly, but otherwise, is, yeah. Is it the same crew or group that did Dark Side from the Ring? Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. It okay. says it is. It's like from the people who made Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. I, the one thing I didn't like is in the middle of it, it kept like reintroducing it. Because it's like edited from smaller segments or something. Oh, yeah, yeah it's really good. Yeah, they they do the weird thing where like uh, I mean it's like you said it's edited out like from commercial. So like from commercial to commercial, they're doing that where it's like very brief reintroduction of what happened. Yeah, so it's like several ten fifteen seconds are wasted there, but that's neat. I'll definitely have to check that out then because uh, Dark Side is pretty good. I know I think the same guys are actually I know we're it's a little news bit, but they're doing a documentary on Vince McMahon. I think it's coming out pretty soon, uh, if I recall, like January or something. Um, is yeah, it that's, authorized? Yeah. Does it have his input? Yeah, uh, probably not. I mm. I would bet not because uh, <laughs> if you've seen anything else they've done that's been about Vince McMahon, uh, yeah, I, I have a feeling he's not involved. That's gonna be pretty that'll, that'll probably be the most truthful one so far. Good. Yeah. I, I hope his like him being mad at people for sneezing gets in the documentary. Stop sneezing! Damn it! Stop sneezing! Damn it! <laughs> Sometimes you gotta eat shit and like the taste. <laughs> uh, other than that, Andy, anything else? No, that was it. I'm I'm trying to start watching spookier movies. I, I I've had a few 
false starts on watching some movies, falling asleep, or like I tried to watch um, what's it called? Layer of the White Worm. Uh, I got bored. The movie's boring. I'm sorry. A, a friend of mine recommended it, and he usually has great taste. And it has a young Peter Capaldi in it, which is really weird. And uh, I, I don't know. I tried to. Watch. It's a. It's a. It's an interpretation of Bram Stoker's Dracula, like a reinterpretation of it. It's like, God damn, I've seen fucking five of these in like the last month and a half. <laughs> yeah, I'm sick of this story. You watch this. You but it's six months. It's wildly different. Like, uh, it, it it says the White Worm, but it's like the old English version of Worm, which is W Y R M, which is a yeah, great it's a dragon. dragon. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it was going to be interesting or whatever. I don't know. I fell asleep like half an hour in, so I can't really report on its quality either way. And so uh, there was something else that didn't finish. I can't remember. I started watching something else and it didn't work out. Did you watch Reanimator? No. Loser. Well, I I, I want to have time to watch it. Like you know, what do you mean I don't want to fall asleep. It's like fucking an hour and a half. Yeah. I, yeah, I, watching hoity toy shit and watch actual good shit. I hate that they m- mix like psychological thrillers with horror movies. Like you, you, th- you like you w- look at the title and like, hey, this could be horror, and then it's like psychological thriller. It's more actiony than like spooky, and I'm like, fuck, wasted an hour and a half for fucking action shit. But uh, I mean, I like them both. It's like I, calling ham barbecue. Ha- ham and pulled pork <laughs> are very different, but they're from the same animal. This mm. is true. That is true. Yeah, you're welcome for that. Let's, for, <laughs> let's not forget the best part, though, is the bacon. Yeah, well, that, that's that's comedy, but we won't get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Zach, what the hell have you been watching at Planer doing? Okay, uh, I will say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go backwards. I, I've been reading Bram Stoker's Dracula. Ah. I've never read the book. Just watched a bunch of shit or done a bunch of shit. It was always based off of. Uh, I'm not very far in though. All I can say is like right now it's pretty interesting. Can I? Um, s- sorry to interrupt you. Can I say something? I was re- watching a YouTube video um, of someone saying they don't like vampire stuff because they're too sexualized. But I'm like, isn't that kind of like Dracula's thing? Like he sexualizes and takes over women to be part of his like women slave thing. Uh, I- I don't know that that's as big of an aspect of it as people, some people seem to think, because it's like some stories that is something that they put at the forefront, but in others, it's not really emphasized much at all. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's, I think it's power. And one of, one of the facets of power can be sexualized. That's what I look at it as. I think like John Carpenter says, some, a lot of the times it's just a story and there's not a fucking metaphor and you need to like calm down. God, that guy's so based. <laughs> the rest of that quote it. you, you uh, copied in the chat from that him asking about elevated horror. His response after that was even better. He's like, "Listen, man, sometimes most movies are just a story, and there's not a metaphor in it." <laughs> I was like, "Thank you." There's no but, meaning; uh, it just happened. I'm yeah. Life. Um, I've been. I started playing Silent Hill too. Uh, I'm not too far in yet I, I i'm just like an hour and a half or so in yeah if, if anybody does know me and zach are doing a little uh contest to see if, who will get the better rating by halloween for silent hill 2 this is the first time i've played it in i want to say 
about 10 years. Uh, and it's also the first time I've played it again since I've like acquired like a, a high end T- CRT TV. I'm like, man, it looks so good. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, it's fun being able to play it again. My favorite um, Silent Hill game. Mine's three, but that's like a whole other debate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now I watched a bunch of shit. I watched, uh, uh, it tales from the territories of Jamie plug there. There's not much else to say about it. Cause it's like, it, it, it's just a bunch of the guys from a territory telling crazy stories about shit that happened. That's, that's the whole premise of the show. And they're going to do it in each territory and they're going to go back to Memphis and they're going to talk about the Jerry Lawler, Andy Kaufman thing. That's like it's whole, ep- a whole episode in of itself. That's going to be really good to hear about. I'm curious. The I thing, is that just a separate territory thing or was that involving Haku? No, that's still in Memphis, and that didn't involve Haku. That, that was Jerry Jarrett. Jerry Jarrett tore the fucking eye out of somebody. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Mario Galenti. That, that was uh, okay. Mario Galenti, yeah. Yeah, he was I, a son of a bitch. I was curious how the uh, the stories go, because, like, I guess I'll just watch it, because, like, a lot of it, it's just, like, all the things that happen within wrestling, it's fine. I, I also wouldn't mind a show that was literally just a bunch of, like, urban legends about Haku. And you know, we don't know which ones are true or fake because there's some crazy ass stories out there about how he got like tased and pepper sprayed and held down by like five cops. And he's like, nah, and he just shook it off and walked away. They couldn't hold him down. Like, yeah. Apparently he's, <laughs> he's, he's actually a monster. It's like crazy. Samoa. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's a uh, shit. What's the, uh, I can't remember the name of it now. Ah, whatever. Fiji. The, the yeah. water company. No. Anyway, uh, I watched some. <laughs> Here it is. It's the best water. Uh, X Files on on uh, on my TV back here. Never heard of it. It's pretty good. I watched the, the one about the guy Pusher who who can like tell you to kill yourself and you're gonna kill yourself basically. <laughs> and uh, the Jose Chung's from Outer Space. One of my favorite episodes of that show. Ah, uh, yeah, that's one of my favorites too. <laughs> back back um, to, to Haku. He's a tongue and. There it is, Toggin. I was It's a super flat snook is from Fiji. No, well, they're the same. He's a Tongan too. It's Fiji. Yeah, they're they're all from the kingdom of Tonga, which is within Fiji. It's I just looked up. I didn't know that. Okay. Um, I watched Night of the Comet. In our movie group thing, uh, I picked. I curated three films for the month, and. I, that was one of them I picked, and that's from back when we watched it on the show. Andy picked it originally. Uh, very cool. Uh, I also picked Reanimator, and I watched I watched all the movies that I picked <laughs> because I felt like if I I can't write about them if I don't watch them again before I fucking write about it. Um, it's fair. And Reanimator's increasingly becoming like one of my favorite horror movies. <laughs> Like I've seen it three times now, and it's like it kind of gets a little bit better every time I see it. Uh, and Return of the Living Dead, which I hadn't seen in a really long time, but it was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm gonna watch the rest of those too. I'm, I'm kind of excited. That's another one. Go back and it's like episode 48 or something. We watched that movie. That was a long time ago. Yeah, that was before I was on the show. Um, then I watched From Beyond, um, which was also. Stuart Gordon, who directed Reanimator, did From Beyond. He went on like a HP Lovecraft adaptation kick for like a couple movies. I kind of think that's his thing, though, because like looking at his filmography, it's like every few years he directs a movie that's based off HP Lovecraft stuff. 
Oh, I remember from Beyond. That was I've never seen it. It was a good never film. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, and uh, Jeffrey Combs is in it as one of the main characters in that one, too. He's also a crazy, whacked-out scientist, but this time he's not as morally ambiguous <laughs> as he is in Reanimator. I just remember uh, uh, Power Rangers, the the movie, and remembering, I was like, hey, that kind of looks like the From Beyond the thing. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what's the hell of a movie to watch before Power Rangers movie? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Hot damn. It blew Ooh. my mind. Uh, I recommend it because uh, From Beyond's whacked out. It's got some crazy body horror shit going on, and there's like, it's it's nuts. Mm-hmm. It's even more, kind of even more nuts than Reanimator. My grandma got me into this movie. How weird is that? That is crazy. <laughs> uh, I also watched Hulu Hellraiser. Uh, that's what I, that's what I'm gonna call it. Hulu Hellraiser. I I'll heard it was decent. It was okay. Yeah, it was okay. Uh, just quick, get a worth a watch. Would you recommend? If you like Hellraiser, yes, because it's uh, it's. I feel like now I haven't watched the rest of the movies yet, but I feel like this is better objectively than all the other movies that came out after two. That's the impression I get. Uh, it's a little, I still say it's a little sanitized compared to like, especially the first two in terms mm-hmm. of like some of the content and how crazy it gets. There were people online saying some kind of shit. It's like, there's no gore. They don't fucking murder people. It's like, no, there's some, there's some pretty gory kills, but it's not like one and two. I heard the yeah. runtime is too much. It's like two hours and something. It's like a long. It's it's it's, it clocks in at two hours, which these days is fucking short. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, Most movies used to be an hour and a half. These days, every other movie is like an hour and thirty minutes. Um, Plan Nine from Outer Space. I'd never seen it. Uh, I saw Ed Wood before I ever saw anything he ever made, Mm. Um, and. I didn't really like it. <laughs> even as like a, oh, it's funny. No, even like there's like a weird threshold with like bad movies that you can enjoy. And I don't know where it really lies, but some point it can get so bad that it's just not enjoyable. Tedious is the word. I think. That was, that's what I was getting ready to say. In this case, it's more boring than fun. I always thought that about I, I saw Plan 9 a long time. When did, um, uh, when did Destroy All Humans come out? That was like oh, that was forever. Four, yeah. Oh three yeah. oh four. Yeah, early two thousands. If you pre-ordered it, you got a copy of Plan Nine from Outer Space. Oh really? <laughs> and so that's how I saw it originally, and <laughs> I was always just kind of like, eh, like uh, it's kind of like, I, 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 it's the kind of thing I want to be in on the joke, but tedious. It's just kind of mm, not there with it. It's it's funny because it was on Tubi, and uh, like I was. I was seriously watching it for about first 35 minutes or so. And I got bored and then I started kind of doing other stuff and watching it at the same time and it got done. <laughs> and then it started playing the color version. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's, it's colorized. Okay. You know what? Actually the colored version looks a lot better. It's weird. Huh. That's one case where it's like the overall visual quality just improves in that movie. Um, but that's yeah, that's everything I've done. That's that's all my stuff. All right, Chaz, what about you? What the hell you been watching, playing, or doing? <laughs> Boy, you guys are gonna have fun with this. All right, so not not a whole lot, but a lot. 
so of course I, I had this last week to get ready and I took my, my boards, uh, which was awful, but, uh, nevertheless, so my, my wife and daughter, uh, got, got sick, nothing crazy, but like a head cold, right? So I like, try to isolate and stay away from them. And I had a plan to go and I was taking my test a few hours away in Cincinnati. So I was already planning to go to a hotel and stay for a day or two before to kind of prep. Well, I'm doing my isolation thing. That's the night that I watched the thing. So I'm in isolation from everyone as I watch the thing. So I'm very thematic with that. I watch these things. So then the next day is when I, I pack up. Uh, and in between this, I, I did a little bit of, uh, I not that I really played or anything, but I, I did some Pokemon streaming stuff where I opened some products. I did a little bit of rock band here and there because every fat nerd needs his cardio. Uh, and uh, anyway, uh, I go to Cincinnati and now I'm set to basically be in this hotel room for three days to finish like just cram studying while I'm like listening to lectures and just reading like through a lot of monotonous material in, in medicine and that same night that I get there, I watched The Lighthouse. I'm pretty sure I just relived The Lighthouse because I quarantined in there as I started to go mad because I didn't see another human for two days because I just didn't leave. And I started to get sick. So I got the cold that they all had. So I had man cold on top of all this. And then after I finally like reached the light at the end of the tunnel, I had to take a nine-hour, 335-question exam. Needless to say, I, I am very tired. But here I am. That's that's other than watching the movies that we had and goofing off watching like random videos about Pokemon cards. I've not really done much of anything else. It just kind of sucked. So I'm gonna drink some beers. I'm looking very forward to this Saturday. I've got some some people coming over, and watch some scary movies and, and and drink and do do stupid shit. Oh, you go to the Saturday too. I'm having a bunch of people over too. Oh, sweet. And then I'm going to go to the zoo the next day. I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but the best way to go to the zoo is to take a child to the zoo hungover. And what I mean I'm not by that hungover is, before. you should go hungover. You shouldn't get your child drunk and hungover. That would be uh, probably illegal. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't do that. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for what Sunday is going to bring. But uh, yeah, we're going to have fun Saturday night. Those who are invited. I'm invited. He is invited. If I had Dubs, you're invited. Just gotta get a plane ticket. Yeah. Dubs, coming or not? Yeah, I'm I got it. Dubs, we're gonna stream. We're, I'm just gonna set you up. I got my, my monitor here. <laughs> just, you just, have him just Skype in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just you know, Skype just in. Just like a laptop. Set an empty in. beer in front of the camera for him. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna just set my laptop in front of the television screen so you can watch the movie with us. <laughs> <laughs> I just oh, I do like a slurping sound because I have to drink my uh, beer out of a straw. A big slurp, slurp, okay. slurp, and then not not that I want to be like the basic white bitch that that quotes. Uh, or references anything from the Big Bang Theory, because I'm sure other things do it. But if you've ever seen it, there's that episode where Sheldon's quarantining from everything, so he makes the robot. I'll just set my computer up on a, like a, a Roomba on a stick, and we'll just have you like there as a human, and you can just with a shirt, and we'll just have you do that. Nice, Perfect. I like it. Yeah, and put a fake mustache on the, the Roomba, just like yeah. Oh yeah, no, we got to get the mustache. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Time to talk about John Carpenter's The Thing. So, Zach, this is your movie. Um, we know that you're, uh, like, John John Carpenter is, like, one of our favorite directors. Is that, like, a true fact from everyone here? 
He's one of mine for sure. I mean, he, he, he's kind of a big deal, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we named pretty much our show after uh, uh, Escape from SideQuest <laughs> when we had a gaming uh, podcast at one point. So, um, Zach, take it away with the thing. I think at some point we're going to make a podcast called Things, and that, that's just the name of it, Things. <laughs> and we talk and we talk about things. Yeah, while stuff, we contemplate which one of us is not a human. Stuff and things. Stuff but <laughs> and stuff. I digress. Uh yeah, this is like um the things based off of a uh story called Who Goes There? And then in nineteen fifty three, four? Yeah, four. They did a they did an adaptation of it called The Thing from Another World. And John Carpenter's version of the thing is a remake of that, I guess. Pretty much. Sort of. It's reboot? Re- redo. Uh, in, in the other one, it's there's just like a monster on a research base in Alaska. Yeah. And that's kind of the whole thing. The movie has its moments. I watched it because I love this movie so much. Eh, it's okay. It's worth seeing once. Yeah, I've always kind of wanted to see the original and have it yet. And I think at some point I should probably try to read the story. Yeah, I'd like to do that too. <laughs> um, but this is probably the first horror movie I watched that really kind of shook me awake in terms of like, you really like this genre. You know you do. <laughs> it was uh, that was around the time where I was starting to like uh, kind of really mold my uh film taste into like what it is now i think because mm-hmm. uh there's a period before like i want to say maybe before i got into my 20s where i didn't really uh i was like super normie about movies pretty much i didn't really think much about them i just kind of consumed them consume uh, product consume product <laughs> wait for next product stay yeah. asleep <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, but like, I don't know. There's, you go over the plot. Everybody knows the plot. I think at this point. Yeah. I, I, I think we should just talk about like one, the special effects. I, I, yes, I, I love the special effects in this movie where I, I go, why did we downgrade to CGI? This is so much better what they do now, but I, I guess it comes down to cost. It's cheaper to do CGI compared to what they were doing with this but i don't know if that's true anymore i think you used to be able to say that uh now i think it's uh difficulty of execution yeah. because uh it's definitely not cheaper because goddamn all these movies really have cgi people there's like uh an army of them and that's where all most of the budget went was paying all those guys to do stupid computer special effects yeah and on this there was like you know a team of a dozen guys yeah, it was a very small team. Uh, Carpenter is uh, infamous for being able to make a movie on a budget, mm-hmm. like a small budget, even by back then by those standards, which today, comparatively speaking, is even smaller in terms of like the money he had to work with. You could adjust it for inflation, I guess, and it's still not that much. And um, he could he could write characters really really well. Like the chemistry between all the dudes in there, like it, it, it felt real. Like if you watch like movies today, you're just like, uh, like the dialogue just doesn't make any fucking sense. 
because mo mostly they're using like Gen Z type of terminology. Um, but like this movie, I was like, ah, you know, Childs is kind of like the asshole. <laughs> That's Keith David, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Keith David. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I always like Keith David because he's always like this strong dude that just like doesn't take shit. Like every, <laughs> every role he's like that. Even in uh, the one with Roddy Piper, they lived. Uh, I liked him a little more in that one, but he had more to do in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, everybody's kind of got their own character fleshed out a little bit for the most part. The the dialogue and stuff's pretty matter of fact. Like they don't sit there and yak forever. It's just they, they exchange some some words and you get the gist of what's going on. It's very utilitarian. M McGrady should be uh alcohol alcohol poisoned by like at the end of the movie, right? <laughs> He's always constantly drinking. Well the movie takes place over the course of days too. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, you have that. Movie. Plus, like, we have no idea what the metabolism of one of these aliens is. Yeah, you brought up a thing in the chat about, no. like, uh, wouldn't his alcohol level fuck with his blood test? And I was like, no, because based off of how he establishes the blood test, what it will do, uh, I don't think that would have mattered any. Yeah, but... Uh, his theory got proven correctly, too. So, yeah. it's like... That's something else about this movie. People still debate, oh, who was infected, who's not. And, like, after watching again after a while, it's fairly clear for the most part who is and who isn't. All yeah. right. Let's have the conversation since you brought it up. Is it Childs yeah. or McCready? I don't think it's either of them. Yeah. I, I think I think it's uh, the, the Carpenter trick of he left it there because he knew people would want to debate it and leave it loose, but it's actually just a story. Both of them actually had mm. separate things. Like, I, used to, I used to think it was Childs, but like, yeah, after seeing it again this time, I'm like, they're, no, they're both fine. They're just going to freeze to death. There was an interview floating yeah. around forever that was like, if you watch that scene, you can see McCready's breath, but you can't see Childs's. And I was like, oh, that's creepy. It must mean Childs is the thing. I watched it again. It's not even true. Yeah, no, it, it just seems that way because McCready just got done like running all over the place. He's like, and he's just lit a little different. But if you look closely, you can see Child's breath just fine. So well, I also, I also think there's a trick of like various film transfers and home releases. Yeah, there's time. that too. Because I yeah. remember I read that before I ever saw the movie in high definition. So that might be part of it too. Yeah, it might be one of those things like if you watch like an original like theatrical cut without like definition or something, maybe it's different. But yeah, I, I think that the funny thing is I like it's great that you could make the, the argument that because of how things are set up without much explanation, like McGreedy could totally be infected the whole time because there's always like this subplot of uh, an alpha or something that, that is supposed to survive. So it's always playing that, that type of mind game of pretending to even it will kill its own uh, children for the sake of trying to survive on its own, which makes sense. But at the same time, it, in reality, they're, they're both just human and they're going to die. And they're probably both going to die thinking the other one is infected. McGrady but, uh, says it himself. He says, this thing just wants to freeze now. It just wants to get frozen and get found by the rescue team. And what happens to McCready's body? It gets frozen. So Yeah, ex yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's... Yeah, uh, the reason why I like bring up that you know, is it Childs or McCready thing? Because there is an interview where John Carpenter, and yes, he might be fucking around with people, um, but he was like, yeah, one of them is uh, infected, uh, but he's not going to tell who it is. 
So, like, maybe he's fucking with the fans, and maybe, like, it's a story, figure it out, you're on your own, kind of like the totem in the Inception, is it gonna fall or not, is he in a dream, figure it out on your own. But then I started reading fucking dumb theories, <laughs> where guys like, uh, you know the part where he was filling the co uh, Molotov cocktails, and then he, like, at the end... He was about to douse himself with the gasoline to burn himself alive, but then Childs came, and then Childs drank the gasoline. That's how you knew Childs was the infected man. And I'm like, no, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all. But as for, uh, one of the, I don't know, he worked on the set of the thing, uh, guy who works the camera, um, they, or no, I'm sorry, the lighting, uh, Something about the infected people when they, the lighting, if you look at the eyes, everyone that was infected in the movie, their eye had a shadow on it, like it was dark. Uh, and there is a part at the end where Child's eye was dark, but you, it kind of, it's muddied a little bit because it, it's a dark fucking scene. Uh, and like a shadow like that would show up. But it's interesting that someone that was working on there uh, said that the light had to be purposely uh, shown that way. Um, so that was interesting to me. I was actually... that That's why I brought up the question about, you know, because McCready was, like, drinking all that alcohol, would that affect the, the test in any way? But, like, when he's when he's doing the test, how can you trust a person that might be infected, right? Yeah, I mean, that's why a lot of them had problems because, you know, that dude found his uh, his jumpsuit deal. Like, it had the hole torn in it. He was like, oh, God, because they established, in theory, the thing jumps through your clothes and gets here or something. Um, There's yeah. a few times where the thing is a step ahead of them, yeah. and it's difficult to explain how it knows because, like, it destroys the blood. It... uh presumably leaves the fake ripped up McCready's clothes lying around. There's a lot of like misdirects mm -hmm. from the thing that are hard to explain unless um, like Gary was one of them or, or someone else that is proven to not be one of them in the scene with the blood tests. So it's just, it's weird and confusing. And there's still a bunch of other stuff. Like the, the one that's always bothered me is what happened to Fuchs. He's the one he goes outside and he finds McCready's jumpsuit in the snow. And then the next time you hear about him, they find him and he's been set on fire. And they say, maybe he tried to burn it. Or maybe he set himself on fire. We don't know. And I, I was like, we don't know. And I like tried to look it up because I've seen this movie like 30 goddamn times. I fucking love this movie. I was like, I've never really thought about it. What the fuck happened to Fuchs? Mm -hmm. And I looked it up. And even like, there's like an official... Um, not official, but there's there's a fan subreddit that uh, has the best guess about what actually happened to each member, and it's assumed he killed himself. That's everyone's best guess, but it's kind of the most mysterious of all the deaths, in my opinion. Yeah. The, the plot synopsis that most people have state that he burns himself. Uh, so, this, there's that. The thing with McCready's jumpsuit, I never really... Uh, considered it much before but i noticed it this time because yeah it's ripped up it's got holes in it but when mccready finds that dude's uh underwear and he's like shit they can rip through your clothes you see it it's fucking filthy it looks like it's got dried blood on it yeah. his is clean it's just got mm -hmm. holes cut in it 
Well, yeah, and also he says the name tag's been torn off of the other thing. And this, it's very clearly got his name stenciled on it, like, huge. Like, it's clearly a misdirect. It's yeah. clearly supposed to be a trap. So yeah. and, that, and that also adds to, I mean, to me at least, either one of the others that gets proven. But Childs, at that point, I know he gets proven that he's not one unless the blood test is BS or it's just a total luck thing. But uh, there's the whole thing of, the, oh, we have to investigate, like, the someone turned the, the light on up there or in that tower and they have to go back up there and that's at the point where he gets abandoned or whatever and Knowles leaves him yeah and i mean it's like all simultaneous it's like well that's very convenient he gets abandoned at the same time you find this like cleanly like torn up uh shit or whatever i I don't know it's it's really cool how there can be so many different little theories It, it like john carpenter did such a good job of weaving this in a way that there are so many holes but it's still it's still a cohesive story but in the way of you just fill in the blanks yourself as, as you watch it this I movie is a, this movie is a big part of why i don't like many modern zombie movies uh it does it so well where it's like nobody trusts anybody and everyone's like at each other's throats and all the all the while there's like this monster that, from space walk around the base that they need to be worrying about but it's all like they try to lock mccready out because they think he's one of them and people are getting tied up and all this other stuff and this is way more compelling than all the stupid bullshit that every zombie movie uses so every we time i see a zombie together. movie with, with human drama and i'm like the thing did this a hundred times better yeah yeah um to go back on like the breathing thing by the way is there's another scene where uh one of the i forgot the name but one of the first infected where they all go out and surround him and shit and they're out in the cold and he, he like screams like oh his mouth is like really oh, wide yeah. open there's one of the most memorable parts yeah there's <laughs> there's fucking uh you know hot air coming out you could see mm-hmm. it on film so that was untrue and proven wrong um yeah, uh, one of my other favorite scenes is when they're all tied up to the fucking couch <laughs> and, and they're like, get me out of here, get me out of here because when the guy turns and shit, oh, that was so amazing. Yeah. And then when the, the final guy is tied up because they finally, he's not infected and he's like, he starts off calm. He's like, all right, guys, now we know who I am. I'm paraphrasing, but please get me out of this fucking says, couch. I'd yeah. like to. I'd like. I'd like to not have to spend the rest of the winter tied to this fucking sofa or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite scene was the uh, um, when uh, the guy seemingly just croaks over from a heart attack or something. He falls over. Ugh. Norris. I, yeah. 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 Norris. And they're like, oh shit! They get him on the tur- the table. The doc's working on him. He's like, clear it. <laughs> It's like his stomach just opens up and eats his hands off. I'm like, oh, straight up like Super Mario Brothers Piranha Plant before that was a thing. I still flinch every time. Yeah, I'm like, oh, shit. It gets me still. I know it's coming. The end of that scene is one of my favorite parts of the movie, though, where like they're burning the body. (laughs) The head's going away. Palmer goes, you've got to be fucking kidding. He's got a little fucking legs, and he goes, "Nope," and they get it anyway. Yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes. Like that whole sequence from start to end is is great. So, when it gets into you, is it spreading, or is there multiple things? Um, I think it. Uh, when it takes over a host, it 
gradually takes over its body and then it does and then it like tries to multiply like you know when the dog it absorbs them it appeared in the kennel and it was like kind of spreading to the other dogs and it was absorbing them their material uh yeah and then it made a it made an offspring there and they killed it but the main one got away it got away up in the ceiling you saw it jump up yeah you know i think the thing with the 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 thing with the thing is uh that is funny but is that with dogs yeah you can still tell them apart but it is a lot more difficult to tell apart if you made multiple clones of the dogs at least when you're watching if this versus if you made multiple clones of the people but if this, if it, this had enough time to actually absorb and and make copies it would make multiple copies of, of people mm-hmm. if that makes sense but the thing is, like, it's not like there would be another, like, there wouldn't be a real version of that person. Like, once copies are made, all the copies are fake. It's because the other person's dead. You have to, have to be completely consumed. But yeah, it just it never got the time to because even though they are arguing with each other, they still relatively stay on top of like keeping it at bay rather than letting it make several copies of something that can just kill it. Because it yeah. takes time to do this, and it's like it's kind of the sad thing. It's not like this thing is a monster that has any intent. It's literally just trying to survive, right? Like it's 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 just like from a very like base standpoint, it its survival is to consume these uh, like other life forms and then like multiply like that. It's just it's just doing what it naturally does. It just turns out it's just this grotesque force of nature that kills everything in sight. Whoa! You just did like a, a analog for humanity right there. Yeah, well, the real thing is the, the, the monstrosity of humanity. But we don't need metaphors. So this is a John Carpenter movie, and he just makes fucking stories. He just makes stories. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it, it all escalates from there, you know, and then they blow up the whole station and all that, and then it's got one of my favorite lines: the, the thing yells at him, and he's like, "Yeah, fuck you too." And he throws. There's the dynamite at him. Other than when he he's fighting the not fighting. Uh, he got mad at the chess wizard nine thousand. He poured his drink in it. Cheap bitch. I'm so glad you brought that up. So there, <laughs> this to me is I don't know if this is actually planned out. Maybe it's over my head. But I think there's like a great like comparison. Like one of the first scenes that you see, McGreedy, he gets outsmarted by by something. It says fuck it and and like kills it with the alcohol and. That the very last thing in the movie of basically he's like, well, fuck it, because he thinks he's gonna outsmart it, and he's, and then if, if you took the idea of that Childs is the uh, the last remaining host, then and, and that that's the way it's playing out, then he's just sitting there and he's like, fuck it, like he already knows he's checkmated, so he's like, well, we're just gonna fucking freeze to death. I guess I lose. Like I, I don't know, I just think it's one of those things where he thinks he won, but he didn't, and it's you're, like, you're trying to say. It's yeah. The beginning of the movie is the same as the end. He thinks he has the upper hand because he's playing the pieces. Yeah. And the computer moves, and he says, "Oh, you stupid computer! I've got you now." I can't remember what he says. And then it turns out he didn't, and he well, upends the table. And he's like, well, "Yeah." And he's like, "Well, we both fucking lose." And that's exactly what he's like doing right at the end. So it's funny, although that may not be planned, but it's great foreshadowing if that's the way the story is supposed to be. Although the computer does officially win before he upends the table, so I don't know what that says about the end of the movie. Cheating ass bitch, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I got a little, I got a little like ticked off because I'm like, it, it, again, I'm putting logic into it, right? Like he's on his fucking ice, like in the Antarctic and shit, 
Not a lot of like entertainment comes his way. And he just fucking burns all the fucking boards just, and shit with his alcohol. I like it's, that computer. It's, yeah. it's character building. It's teaching you what kind of person he is. Yeah, I know. I understand. I'm just saying I'm nitpicking a stupid thing. Uh, if you look on the background, he's got a bunch of books and models and shit. It'll be fine. Yeah, that's true. Don't, don't nitpick it too much, though, because it's also the very reason, like, that being in the movie is one of the main reasons why films like this stand out so well compared to a lot of modern things, because they're not trying to appeal to a common denominator. They're just letting people be who they are and have their flaws. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. not ev- not everything is a smooth edge, but and clearly that's, that's the case point. here. He's, these guys all have their own flaws, and, but... They're still human. So. Speaking of flaws, uh, when the part, like when they're having trouble, when uh, McGrady is having trouble with the flamethrower and stuff, like I like that. And then the other guy, I forgot his name who had it, but it, like he was, he just froze because of the thing. Yeah. Um, he just got fucking murdered. Yeah. Then he gets dead. Yes. He gets but I like McGrady, like, quick thinking. He just, like, takes the other guy's fucking flamethrower. I'm like, I was like, yeah, that, that's yeah. That, that's good how it was written. Like, it, it was genuine. Again, another thing that John Carpenter does great is makes it look genuine. Uh, where they're all just, like, freaking the fuck out. Uh, and it doesn't feel cheesy at all. You know what? One of my other favorite parts of this movie is, is this stuff with uh, um, uh, Wolfred Brimley's character. Blair, uh, Blair, yeah, I couldn't remember his, his name for some reason, but uh, <laughs> it's like he goes, he goes nuts, and he he's shooting people with his gun, and he, they get him, and they put him away in the tool shed or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and, and he then, just went crazy because he he just realized before everyone else was, and he just went fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. <laughs> and then of all things, he ends up like getting taken over anyway. It's like ah shit. I mean, it's kind of their fault. They isolated him. They isolated him, yeah. And he, he like made a noose and everything. He's like sitting there eating like beans out of a can or some shit. It's just like a noose you see through that little that little window in the door. But uh, my, I think my favorite part of it though is like when they they look for Blair. And he's like, "Where is? It? I don't know." They go in a shed. They go down there. He built a goddamn UFO. That's <laughs> the one know. single part of the movie where I'm like, "That's a little hokey." Is it though? There's always something crazy weird like that in his movies. Not all of them, but like ones that have like this sci-fi kind of horror bent to it. It's just weird that it's a flying saucer. Well, I mean, they came in a flying saucer. Those crazy Swedes found it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but also, it's something else that always bothers me is uh, like it's how's it going to get out of there? It's just so weird. I, the whole thing. <laughs> That's what Spoonie's point was. When he was reviewing the game, he's like, because you find his UFO again later, even though it got blown up. And that's like, kind of like a fucking. Uh, yeah. It's like, wait a minute. Like, and he's like, what was he going to do anyway? Like, how was he going to get out of there? There's nowhere for him to crouch. Like, it's pretty much what he says verbatim. <laughs> well, another nitpicky thing is like, you're isolating this possible dangerous dude. Where do I put him? In the tool shed with tools. And I'm just like, don't you want to clear out the tools before you put a prisoner in, in this storage? But, That's too much work. It's cold. It's yeah. like a negative 100 out there. But you got like 12 men, though. <laughs> Everybody's tired and cold. They don't trust each other anymore. Yeah, it's, just, it's like everyone like working under extreme duress. Like No one trusts anyone. And, that, and it builds up. Right? It comes to a head. But like even at that point, when they just put him in there, 
like they're terrified of him at the moment because he just went batshit crazy. But meanwhile, in the background, everyone is like steadily like not trusting another person specifically. Like everyone's like turning their eyes and like well, fuck you specifically because they think that person's the one that's going to get everybody. Uh, so I, it makes a lot of sense as much as it doesn't make sense. The UFO thing's just kind of funny. I I saw it. I was I like you'd say it's just that hokey thing that stands out. It's like ah okay. I truly think. I know John Carpenter is taking it from like an old movie and stuff, but I truly think he's like, "Oh shit, I'm making a an alien movie. I gotta put <laughs> I gotta put an alien ship somewhere," <laughs> and he just like puts it there. <laughs> I mean, I've never watched the other uh, movie. Was there anything even remotely like that in the other movie? I mean, mm-hmm. it's still like a monster from space kind of thing. It was like a UFO. Cry. I'm just wondering if like it was maybe like a weird way for him to like put it like an Easter egg or something in there that's supposed to look like something from the the fifties movie or something. Maybe. No, it's well, I think what happens in that is they are in Alaska and they see a UFO crash and like, Oh, what's, what's that? Well, you should go see what it is. And then there's a monster there and it's running around the camp or something. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, in, in Halloween, aren't they watching that movie on the TV? Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what I thought I remembered. Yeah. It's kind of a weird foreshadowing. They actually, um, the scene that Carpenter chose to put on the television during one of the scenes at Halloween, he pays homage to in this movie because when you see them all standing around, all the the Nor- Norwegians are all standing around the UFO, like you know, several feet apart to show how big something is, and it's like someone's filming it from far away. That shot's in the original movie, and that shot's on the television in one scene in Halloween. Yeah, that's, that's actually really cool. Yeah. I remember that too. Yeah pretty neat but uh yeah there's not much to me for me there's not much else to say about it because you just say you know it's like 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 i said earlier it's like you can talk about the plot and everything but it's more the discussion is more interesting and just kind of revolves around what you think of the movie or well the, like what, the, plot it did it, the plot itself is like self-explanatory like yeah the dog comes in there like obviously you know what i like about that scene by the way with dog number one Great acting dog, always. Yeah, no, that, that dog's one of the best actors in the movie. Yeah. So, uh, so still. <laughs> yeah, two, right off the bat when you see this dog, you're just like, that dog is something wrong with him. <laughs> he ain't like the other dogs. I have I have read, a friend of mine read this to me, but I think he saw it on IMDb or something. Uh, the scene where the dog's in the hallway, and it's walking slowly, and it stops and looks in the room, and then it walks slowly toward the camera, and then off stage right that was one take that dog was just perfect mm, damn <laughs> i also like when it gets put in the kennel like i've never seen a dog act that way around other dogs ever i, I have no idea how that dog is such a good actor but it just walks straight into the kennel and doesn't even look at the other dogs it very neatly sits down uh, and then just kind of i'm sitting in the number- like it's, it's very creepy and very weird, and like, good luck finding a dog on planet Earth that doesn't see another dog and immediately go, what, another dog? <laughs> what's going on? What's going on? Yeah, it's actually great because, like, again, like you said, like it's very well trained, but like in the scope of the movie, it's like so unsettling because it's like, oh, you're clearly watching it realize, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. I love the shot when they're coming back from the Norwegian camp and it shows them landing the helicopter, and it shows the dog standing on a box looking straight out of the window at them. Just mm-hmm. most staring. Yeah. It's great. It's very good. Uh, how was your dog uh, hearing the other dog's bark, by the way? She did not care for it. Ah. 
the scene with the kennel, uh, she was very angry and very much barking at the television. I had to grab So was I. Time. That was very unsettling. Fuck all the humans <laughs> that died. Watching the poor dogs get consumed. Was no, really yeah, that, that part, time. that's my least favorite part of the movie. The poor puppies. Shit, I didn't like when they're shooting at the dog. I'm just like, oh, poor pup. They'll get him. No animals were harmed, I hope. I just, <laughs> the dude that gets shot in the fucking leg is like nonchalantly. Like, yeah, I just got shot. Let's go. <laughs> like, he doesn't. Just four stitches. He just got grazed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just got grazed. It was fine. Unlike the dude that just gets shot right in the fucking eyeball. And then, <laughs> I like that too immediately. They're like, you've been waiting forever to just shoot someone and go full gunslinger, haven't you? <laughs> they just call him right out for it. He's ready to shoot someone. I like he screams at Nalls. Like, can you turn that down? I got shot today. Wonder. Yeah. So yeah. Actually, that's also great too. It's like what what's playing? Superstitious right. foreshadowing. Yeah. And then immediately, it's like, oh, well, that's what the rest of the movie is gonna be. Oh. <laughs> We're all gonna be paranoid as fuck about everything. I didn't catch it, but maybe you guys did. What arcade cabinet? What was it there? There's a couple there. I think one was a uh, 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 Tempest. Tempest, and I think another one was like uh, not Missile Command. Um, fuck. Um, might have been Galaga. I thought it was Galaga. Yeah. That that would make a lot more sense for uh... one, of those, one of those spaceship shooters. One of those early ones. I mean, it's 1982. There's not a whole lot of options. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I'm trying to think what other thing that like came out that i want to talk about i think we hit all the beats um i didn't like the dogs like getting shot because clearly they were uh fucked up from that alien uh but it had to be you know the thing that bothers me most about it is um yeah he shoots the dogs and it's kind of like a mercy killing because the the thing is like tearing them up and it's sad but the thing that upsets me genuinely a little bit is there's the other shot where the dog wants out of the kennel. Like it's a smart dog. It says, oh, something's wrong. I can get out of here. And um, it's shot with like a liquid from the thing. And it's clearly they just like shot a dog with a super sucker or something. And I was like, oh, poor dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't really you're shooting dog. a movie. That's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. I don't know. Some, yeah. dog, yeah, some dogs like water and shit. Yeah, no, it didn't act like it liked it. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure they were like, oh, good dog. And they gave it a bath and, and many treats and pets. Mm-hmm. Well, they did whatever to make it all upset. And they're like, don't worry, we're going to just cover you in some movie jizz. And then well, you'll, get, you'll get treats later. That's the new name of this podcast, movie jizz. Movie jizz. <laughs> you, learn about, you learn about the Norwegian one in the 2011 uh the thing by the way which is don't, still don't bother don't it, do it it's a still bad movie but you learn a little bit of you don't you don't even learn i i, I can't we can't get down this road never mind let's talk about the lighthouse that's, the best part of that movie is when the ladies listen to, to who can it be now by minute work because it's, it's she did they tried to do a john carpenter thing with superstition and they kind of did a little bit they did they did a little bit <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got stuff to say that, that, that has to do with the, the aftermath of this movie coming out. Okay. <laughs> so when this movie came out, people fucking hated it, apparently. And people hated the John Carpenter movie when it came out? That's fucking weird. This was the first one, though. Yeah, that's I, true. Nobody really hated his movies before. He was kind of like... They did not like Darkstar. Well, that's um, okay, because that you could argue that's like a student film or something. Yeah. So whatever, you know, it's a student film, but, um, he was kind of like on the up and up, uh, coming into this. 
and then the, he did this movie, and then like almost apparently all the critics hated it, and it didn't do very well in theaters. Uh, they said it was sit, it was hostile, cynical, anti-authoritarian tone. What? Uh, yeah, and had I mean, it is kind of cynical. Like everyone dies, and what's anti-authoritarian know? about it though? Um. I don't know. That's a, that's a <laughs> nobody listens. Like nobody just falls in and listens, although they kind of do. But then, yeah, I mean, I think they wanted it to be like a military base and for people to follow orders. But these are a bunch a, of scientists. It's so a research not. facility with a yeah. helicopter pilot and a guy with a fucking six shooter. <laughs> uh, and then, like, yeah, they called it quit the quintessential moron movie of the eighties. What instant junk. Wretched excess. <laughs> oh, that, was, that was someone who was unsettled by the superior special effects. Which is, yeah, I guess that's understandable because honestly, back then, that was pretty crazy. No, yeah, uh, if someone saw that movie in 1982 and was like, I was put off by this movie, it was too gory and terrible, I'd be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like, not, I can't really argue. <laughs> one of my favorite memes ever is when it shows like uh, uh, a fucking advanced audience watching Alien. And everybody's like horrified. One guy's like, yeah. No one goes like, yeah. I'm like, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 y'all have to show it to you in the chat. But uh, like, yeah, a bunch of people just slagged it. And then there was like, uh, they tried to say it was cashing in on the genre audience against the optimism of E.T. And the return of Star Trek 2. And uh, Blade Runner was out and tron and shit and i guess they were like this this movie's too mean it's mean spirited would you like to know what came out in that month when the thing came out what i'm curious uh i don't know what this movie is attacks attack force z anky panky uh poltergeist uh poltergeist is a good movie star Mm -hmm. trek 2 the wrath of khan uh et the extraterrestrial uh The Forest, the the best musical ever, Grease Two, um, <laughs> <laughs> author author Firefox, not the browser, um, Blade Runner, uh, Mega Force, Mighty Python, Live at the Hollywood Bowl. Now I will say against all those movies, that's I would. A lot. That's that, a rough. That's that, a rough way to go. Yeah. Holy shit. I didn't Especially know whenever you're smart. also looking at, it's not like this is an established type. Like this is not the established style of doing, like insanely gory, like like horror, right? Like, I mean, it, it's kind of there, but like sl- even slasher films are still fairly tame. Um, what Phantasm had the first Phantasm had come out. Was uh, I don't even know when Hellraiser, the first Hellraiser came out. I'm 1987. It, it was actually a way way. Uh, yeah, yeah, so like. I would love to think, see what critics think about that movie compared well, to where you're at. But then at the same time, you're kind of desensitized by that point because then you've also been hit with all the other slasher films that came out through the, the 80s. That's right? what I was going to say. I was going to make a case yeah. for like, you know, if this movie came out, it, it was too it was too soon. It was ahead of the curve. If it came out like four or five years later than what it did, it probably would have blew up. Uh, but like, yeah, all kinds of people say ridiculous shit about it. Like it lacked pacing. Uh the 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 plot was boring. It was devoid of warmth and humanity. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is exactly why movies are made. Where it was devoid at. of warmth. I mean, well, but there was humanity. You got mad at a computer and you fried it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, 
you, it could go on and on stuff, but it, it's like Carpenter was getting attacked too, though. It's like he was getting slagged hard for this. And even like uh, the guy who made the original thing from another world fucking said that his movie was terrible and he did an awful job. And it like, like it kind of really crushed him that, that uh, everybody reacted to his movie the way that they did. Um, In an interview, he did say, though, this is his favorite of his movies. Uh huh. And like, it's tough, but I agree. Uh, this so far, it's my favorite that he's done. Yeah, you should yeah. ask. You should yeah. ask. You should ask him about uh Halloween because apparently he doesn't like Halloween at all. I think. Well, he liked the first one. The problem is, is like, I think, I don't know if he was trying to do Halloween too, or they couldn't agree or some shit. And they, they wrestled control away from him. I, I'm not sure what happened there. Mm. If it would have been up to him, I think Halloween just would have ended, right? Pro- like Halloween should have, as, as a standalone story, Halloween just ends in the same way that the thing just ends. Like, no, he, he and the producers wanted Halloween to be an anthology series. Halloween 3 yeah. was supposed to be the normal. Like the continue? Oh, rather than 2. Okay, well, fair enough then. Uh, then I'm talking about mass, but... But yeah, I mean, that uh, used to be more of a thing. You had like people like Rod Serling and and all kinds of other like television products that that was the thing. It's just all all these different stories, and they wanted to do a, a theatrical version of that. Oh, I, I see. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah, that, that would make more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just a whole there's a whole bunch of stuff about how people reacted so badly to this movie when it came out, and he even went as far to say like it changed his whole career just based off of that that reaction like he had a multi-picture deal with universal studios and they bought his contract out over the reaction to this movie they didn't even want him to fucking do anything he was supposed to work on firestarter right after this and i think the biggest insult about it though is like like yeah we don't want you to work on fuck this contract you're out we're gonna get somebody else to do it but he did the soundtrack for the movie (laughs) fuck he made he he made their paycheck he yeah. ma- he made about thirteen million and change on that movie, uh, on the, the first weekend. It seems like, yeah. yeah. Um, but thankfully, you know, uh, he everybody kind of came around to it later, and it's a classic. And it's considered one of the best horror movies ever now. <laughs> yeah, because it is. I it's it's definitely my argument. I I don't want to say this because it's going to give away something on the ranking thing, but this is my favorite horror movie just period ever it's like that and like the shining is like this yeah. the shining and alien those are my three favorites yeah god damn it why are we all the same white male in our 30s <laughs> it's like the, the, that's pretty much it although i don't know i don't argue predators in there I, it's like if i make a mount rushmore i guess of, of movies yeah, Pre- predators a horror movie i can say horror. some people don't they're probably like what and, it's sci-fi action Ugh. oh man it's yeah. a fucking it's a slasher movie. There's a goddamn alien in jungle murdering fucks, and they can't do anything about it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 100% that. It's uh, just, these guys just have, it, actually, it's even more so because these guys should be prepared to deal with something, and they are not, right? You know, like, in a way, it turns that whole uh, macho action movie shit upside down on its head. And they're like, they're slasher victims instead of like, it's like the college girls or something. Like they the protagonists feel powerless in the face of their own mortality. That's a horror movie. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of things that are not 
considered horror movies by some people. Oh, that gets to the lighthouse. Well, oh, damn it. Are we gonna? Me off. Are we gonna? Get when people our, say the lighthouse quick? isn't a horror movie, it gets under my skin. Well, I don't. Gonna, do we want to do rating after, or like, or not rating, but like a. Record. Oh, record. I mean, I mean, obviously, we all recommend. We all just it, three yeah. of us just said it's one of the best. It's one of our favorite horror films of all time. So yeah, I mean, on where you stand on. I it. recommend it. I mean, this is one again. This is me showing my hand. It might be in the top area of ranking uh, for me, but we haven't got to Andy's picks yet. That could that could change. Yeah. Um, but just, I think easily the one thing to say is that if if you're just listening for endorsement of things, if you consider yourself someone who likes horror films and you've never watched The Thing by John Carpenter, then you can't say that you like horror films yet. I would stand by that as a strong, I guess, strong encouragement to watch it. If you haven't watched it, you're a pussy. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. As a, as a, yeah. Like it's the same thing I said, but just like less yeah. words and a little more brash. But yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I took the Vince McMahon <laughs> route. Uh, and said I didn't pay twelve million. Yeah, uh, I have a great <laughs> All right, let's hammer. Let's get into the horror, not horror, maybe horror movie, The Lighthouse. It's a horror movie. Oh, wait, I fucking watched it. It was Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, you said I'll that. Never, I'll up. never do that again. That was oh man, guys. So I, like, it, I might have fucked my test up. No, I'm not going to blame you guys if I failed because there are other things that may have affected it, but it played a role. He was doing his test and all he thought about was mermaid pussy. <laughs> fucking, I can just hear fucking fapping noises and fart sounds with, it, with my fucking noise canceling headphones on. It, it was something. You goddamn farts. <laughs> we all watched this movie a little differently, I think. Uh, like, I made some kind of comment about like, oh man, it'd be cool to watch this on CRT because it's four by three, which I was wrong, by the way. It's not really four by three. Not truly. Yeah. It's just that when I watched it in theaters, it looked like it was, and that threw me off. And it's actually some kind of really weird British aspect ratio. Um, it's like one by 15 by something one, by one. It's weird as hell. <laughs> I think, um, uh, this this was before you joined the show, but Dubs and I watched a movie called Ghost Story. It's in the same aspect ratio, I believe. Mm-hmm. Is it British? No, no, it's American, I think. It's like a newer movie, but it's also A24, so it's an, it's made by a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> Just like all their movies are. Casey Affleck dies and he turns into a ghost. It's not a spoiler, yeah. that's just a fucking... That's the whole movie. He's yeah. a ghost. Well, the entire movie for me. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chaz watched it with headphones, and he said that was an experience. And I'm like, damn, I'm gonna have to watch this movie with headphones now too. I did too. Yeah, yeah, I watched this with Dolby, like noise canceling headphones, alone in a hotel in the dark. Yes, with headphones. That was the dumbest idea, but also the best idea. Now I need you to play Silent Hill one through three with headphones in the dark. I need you to do that. I don't know <laughs> these foghorns that happened. Me, I don't know what it did. It haunted me to buy three cases of Capri Sun on Amazon. What? I oh. I, I don't know why. I heard the hot, the foghorn happened, and I was like, got Man, I got thirsty for Capri Sun. Subliminal messaging. Yeah, that, that is some weird shit. Because mm-hmm. I I wanted to kill Ronald Reagan. I, it's weird how that works, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's already dead. Yeah, I know. That's what made it so sad. Or maybe the Lex, well, Lex uh, uh, Luger uh, 
fucking things oh, got to the, me. The MK <laughs> everything goes back to wrestling. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, The Lighthouse came out in 2019, and it's like a weird little A24 uh, movie. Before I watched it, before I knew what the fuck A24 even was, I wasn't. Lionsgate like, has something to do with it too, though. Yeah, I think they helped publish it. I think more widely or something. I'm, I'm confused about who's doing what on the production publication of this movie, to be honest. But Robert Eggers though, he's a fucking good director. I will say yes. that he hasn't made something bad yet. Knock on wood. Yeah. So uh, far, yeah. Make that Nosferatu next. I'm excited. That That is the interesting. Um, it's about two guys, uh, who go to work on a lighthouse Island for like a month. And, it's supposed to be a month. It's supposed to be a month, but it ends up maybe being longer than a month. We don't know. <laughs> That's the thing. So, like, there are more themes of isolation going on, and some you don't know what's really going. Except in this one, there's you're questioning the protagonist more, like what's going on. Okay, I can't wait. I can't wait to ask. I have to know from all of you who's the bad guy in this movie. Who's who's the villain? Robert Tom. Patterson. You can't just say Tom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bad guy is is uh, Thomas. Uh, the uh, it's okay. Well, it depends on how you look at the the movie. Though is the thing. I, I no, which which of take, them is doing it. is doing something bad to the other one? Thomas. No. Young Thomas. Okay, Young Tommy. Robert Patterson. Robert Patterson. Uh, Oh, not old Tom. We're talking about Tommy. No, old Tom's just a crusty old Mr. Krabs motherfucker. So he's not—he's <laughs> not—he's not an a, a, a evil sea wizard. He's not an evil sea wizard. I don't I think have so. a weird take about this movie, and I've not looked anything up, so I'm going to stick to my weird take on it. But I don't know if I want to say it until the end because I don't want it to spoil more as okay. we keep going. But I know we're we're going to talk about the movie, so I. I, if you want me to get to it, I can. You guys are gonna be like, "You're full of shit." That's not what it is, and you can tell me that. But this, yeah, this movie psychologically damaged me though, so I have reserved the right to have this weird take about what this film actually is. So the Robert Pattinson comes in at first. He says his name's uh, Ephraim uh, uh, Ephraim Winslow. Yeah, Winslow. Winslow. Yeah, and Mr. later Winslow. on in the movie, as they spend more time, and like Willem Dafoe's character Thomas uh, Wick. Is, yeah, he's telling him like, or wait, I said wake, wake. Uh, he's telling him what to do. He's like, you need to swab the the floors and do it ten times, ten he's, more times. He's the senior light keeper, something. And only he can keep the light. That's his duty. Because he goes up there and hangs out with it naked, apparently. And comes. And he comes. Listen, he's God. been alone most of his life. God, dude, like, I've. <laughs> I've never like had to turn off my monitor for a second and go, that was cum. And then turn was it back. I don't know. Was it slime from his tentacles that uh, Thomas uh, thought was happening? Because apparently he thought he was like a squid, like a fucking Cthulhu. He saw, he saw an octopus uh, tentacle up there. Or did he? Fucking hentai. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> But uh, no, I think I think that's partially implied. There's a shot that some I I can't remember if someone described it to me, and because the first time I saw this movie, I missed it. But um, early on in the movie, 
uh, uh, Tommy, Robert Pattinson, wakes up and goes outside, and you can see the lighthouse. And if you look, and I'm pretty sure I caught it, but again, I'm watching it on CRT. Like I didn't have the picture of Fidelity ever in that sense. If you look, it looks like uh, Thomas, old Tom, the woman Defoe, whatever, is standing naked, just with his arms apart and his legs apart in front of the light. Yeah, you can only see it for a moment. You're like, wait, what the fuck is that? And then, then that leads to all the other nonsense. Mm-hmm. It's warm. It's nice and warm up there. <laughs> but in the very next shot, you can't see him up there. So. Yeah, I caught that the first time I watched the movie. Actually, because it's like, yeah, I don't know what. It, it's funny because like the first time I watched it, I was just like totally like I couldn't not look away from what was happening, <laughs> and. uh like so i noticed a lot of small things like that but um later on as time goes on uh uh robert pattinson is uh being hounded more by thomas and tell uh it's like their relationships get strained and shit but then eventually like it's last night the night before last that he's supposed to ship out so he kind of finally loosens up and he has a drink. He refuses to drink before he says he gets regulations or whatever. <laughs> and they get drunk and they fucking sing songs, all kinds of shit. And later that leads to them. Uh, Cause I guess uh, he kills a gull. I forgot about that. I forgot to mention that before. He's told not to kill the gulls. Don't, don't mess with the gulls. They're, yeah. They're dead semen souls. Oh, there it is. God, he, he beats the fuck out of that bird. Yeah, it also has one eye. It's something that uh, Thomas mentions. He really says, like, that's the souls of dead sailors there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he had it. The last guy that worked with him had one eye or some shit. And said, Was that his his spirit? I don't know. But he kills it, though, and it's a bad it's a bad luck thing. Bad omen. You literally see the wind shift after he does it, though. He's <laughs> mm. like, oh, that's they get stranded. The, the ship can't come, and he admits to him. When they're drunk off of that, that bender, it's like, oh, my real name's Thomas. <laughs> don't so don't be spilling your beans to me, boy. That's right. Don't spill your beans, boy. Don't spill your beans. Why'd why you spill your beans, Thomas? <laughs> I don't remember that part. <laughs> that, is, that is such a fucking haunting thing to hear. Oh, it God. Is, yeah. Oh, uh, man. But, again, uh, and it's overdubbed. It's, um, it's Willem Dafoe saying, why'd you spill your beans, Tommy? You shouldn't have spilled your beans. And the camera is drifting through the living quarters of the lighthouse. You're not seeing any characters or nothing like that. And it, it adds again to, oh, is there something supernatural going on? Is there some, some fucking spooksy magic going on? What's going on here? Well, well I kept on thinking. Also, sorry, Dubs, real quick. Mm. Everything's bad luck. Bad luck not to finish a toast. Bad luck to kill a seabird. Bad luck to do this. Bad luck to fucking jerk off bad. on a Tuesday. Like, bad luck to breathe. Get out of here with these superstitions. This is the move that should have had superstition playing. Yeah. I, I kept on thinking that somehow, because of the supernatural uh, kind of thing, that William Defoe's character was not really there. Um, because, like, they did this weird, like, backstory where, uh, uh, you know, Thomas Wake was talking to Thomas Howard. Uh, which was Robert Patterson's character, uh, and he like, what what are you running away from? Because he's like went from one job to another, uh, and like the first conversation he has, like, oh, are you running? It sounds like it's it's 
containing that he's running from the law like he did something uh did i read that wrong in some way i i mean he like implies it he's like oh what are you running from he's nothing just looking for honest day's work sick of trees is all and then later it's revealed um ephraim winslow was a dick i guess he was driving him real hard he's just being an asshole and it's not so much that he killed him he just didn't prevent him from dying according to him according to him according to a drunk thomas howard that's what happened now he could very well be lying he could have murdered the fuck out of that guy i have no clue yeah you see something that alludes to it earlier in the movie which is like he walks outside at night at some point it's like his first night there and he he like checks out the ocean and he sees logs and then he sees like what looks like a body floating in the water why is there fucking logs there because it's another time too he's holding something i can't remember what it is but he's holding something and he sees a flash of the back of a man with blonde hair is it that and it's like just a quick thing and it's kind of like wait did he like strike the guy or did he fall in like he said yeah he says something at some point that makes it sound like he struck him uh this time i watched the movie uh and but yeah like he get he says that and then he says also he got caught under a log jam and i i didn't save him yeah uh he, so he said just, Tom, uh thomas you dog you know something like save me that, yeah. that, that's another theme he gets called a dog a few times and then he oh shit oh, i died <laughs> uh, at some point thomas turns thomas into a dog because he beats the fuck out of him, mm-hmm, puts exactly. him on a leash. There's, it's, it's another motif I, I don't know what's going on with that but he turns old tom into a dog you're He's killing old tom and uh, yeah it's weird because talking about this movie though like without specifically mentioning like oh what's what's what makes it so creepy it doesn't really sound like it's there's a horror movie on the face of it mm-hmm. it's all about like when you're actually watching it the way it's oh all my shot. god this movie's a vibe the sound it's also funny like i mm-hmm. laughed really hard during certain scenes too because they were so unsettling it's just funny hark yeah. <laughs> oh my movie. god the fucking the where he smites him because <laughs> he, he doesn't like his lobster him. <laughs> you know, he's like, okay, fine. I like your lobster. You died laughing. I wanted like a poster of that or something yeah. of that whole yeah. speech. He's like, fine. I like, I like your lobster, Tom. <laughs> 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 so fucking funny. Well, they, <laughs> so mad. And he got offended, like about the cooking and stuff. Like he was actually starting to like get sad and shit. And I was like getting a little sad for him. Uh, but then, like, they started doing like a stone cold what? <laughs> they started screaming what? What, what at each other? Yeah, they get a fist fight. Mm-hmm. But this movie had constant tension, constant tension where I was like uneasy. It was but not even when they slow dance. Even even when they slow dance, and that's yeah, another. Especially then, are they gonna kiss or not? Yeah, <laughs> that's another thing I like wanted to bring up. Like, was it like Thomas Howard? afraid of homosexuality in a way was that like a thing that might have been happening when he was or it was just a little loneliness more it's like they're very drunk and very lonely and very the only two people on that island kind of thing Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. although i can see what you're trying to say 
like, is that tie into maybe the person that, like, maybe the person that, because again, if you look at it one way, Thomas Wake's character also represents a lot of the similarities to the guy that was a dick that's like pushing him around and stuff. So then it's like, was that other person trying to come on to him as well? Because it's like this like pretty boy with blonde hair that was trying to come on to him. So then is there something there where that guy came on to him and that's what actually happened? He killed him because well, the guy came on to him? Well, there was tension. Like, that's an idea. There was tension because every time, like the only time he could talk with Thomas Wake is when they're drunk. And he even says it himself. Uh, but like when he's doing the work, he's doing all this creepy stuff where he like looks at him at the light while he's naked um he looks through the hole from the ceiling while he's humping the pillow or jerking off uh and it, it's kind of like when when he jerks off to the mermaid it's kind of like i i'm not gay i'm not gay i'm not gay while he's like spiking it to the mermaid <laughs> you gotta talk about that mermaid yeah what's the deal with mermaids i don't know is it, it's, is a, it's an evil totem it's a scrimshaw that he used to drive the last wiki mad yeah, is it? Yeah, mermaids are sirens. Is it, is it actually a mermaid or is it a siren or is it? Is the mermaid the real? Same? Was the figment yeah, of his imagination? Well, I I will wait to get to my take on it because I, I can tell you a lot about what's real, what's not in this movie. But that's same thing because I, I, I have a weird thought about it. Sure. The, mermaid, mermaids fun. They're, they're mermaid movies and a weird mermaid cloaca thing. <laughs> <laughs> and also screeched at him when when he was like and laughed. Oh shit, a woman! Oh my god! Even though it's a mer a, a fish woman, and it was like ah. <laughs> but, uh, probably just a manatee. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. But uh, that that last night. Uh, <laughs> well, it's not the last night, but it's like after they've been there for a little while, they find that cash of gin, and he admits his real name's Tommy, and all that. Uh. They start drinking turpentine with honey too. It's like fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, they go they they go deep. They start to get into like the weird like it's always sunny in Philadelphia ideas of how to get fucked up. I uh <laughs> I looked that up because I was very curious about that. Uh yeah. it's the lamp oil that they're mixing with honey, and the reason it doesn't just kill them dead on the spot is because lamp oil at the time was a whale byproduct, so it is organic. Which they're mixing with honey, so that's why they don't go blind and die. Though, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that being said, it's probably still not good for them. It probably still like caused immense emotion or uh, intestinal distress and a bunch of other bullshit. Yeah, I mean, clearly, I mean, Tommy wakes up and vomits like immediately after that. That's yeah. where that's where he finds the logbook. The the yeah the the night that night the storm like fucks up the the whole house whatever breaks windows fucks everything up and yeah that he wakes up vomits in the water and sees how, the water all of that yeah it's like damn oh, yeah. it's like you survived a flood a storm or some shit and you woke up hung over from like whale oil and honey <laughs> god damn but uh he goes through the logbook he finds out thomas has been talking shit about him in the logbook and says he recommends the company should sever him without pay Dude, I would be, I would be fucking, I, I would want to kill him. By the way, just imagine it's, it's his word over, uh, Thomas Howard's, uh, Robert Patterson's character, where you just, you, you, st you, you were on this island, uh, and all this crazy dumb shit was happening. And he's like, nah, you should not get paid. 
I'd fucking kill him. So yeah, but we don't know how much of what he actually did was like, you know, actually good work or not. Because he said he's been drinking and fucking around a lot. And you do see scenes of him drinking a lot while he's working. Yes. And he's stumbling around. It's like after he started drinking, he got really bad. Oh, yeah. It, it just goes downhill in terms of timeline. Even when, like, he's, like, that's the whole thing, too. Like, there's the scene of, oh, but it's fine. We'll just wait. And then they'll come back. And he's like, we've already been waiting. And, he like, at that point, time, like, concept of time is lost. We've yeah. already waited weeks. Like, I've been telling you. And then you don't know. Is he fucking with him or is he? That's the dive the off the waterfall. Because up until then, it's kind of like, yeah, they're drunk. It's kind of unreliable. There's some weird sea magic going on, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then he says, oh, we just slept in dead drunk one day. He says, one day, Thomas, we've been waiting weeks. And he says, wait, what? what? And th- that from then on, all bets are off. I don't know what's going on. I don't know who's lying. I don't know who murdered a blonde guy in Canada. I have no idea what's going on. And if that didn't, if you didn't catch that, the part where he's like, fuck it, I'll take the little dinghy boat out and row out. Mm-hmm. And then Thomas chases him down and he's like, no, no. And he fucks it up with an axe and destroys it. Chases uh, Tommy back in. Turns around, turns it back around on him. He's like, no, you did it. You did it. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that, that's, <laughs> that, that's why I brought up the idea. I was like, was, you know, Thomas Wake even there? Because like, we Don't fight call it. It's it's he's he's there. Yeah. I think he's, he's a level twenty sea wizard and he just rolled persuasion. He like critted. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually pretty close to my thought. I, if we're already there, because uh, we're talking about the approach at the end of the movie where he finally he, he turns him into a dog after after some weird like maybe sex stuff, and then he takes him out tries to bury him alive, realizes what he's done, and he's like, oh no, but he gets the keys from him. He's like, I'm gonna finally get it for that lighthouse and find out what the fuck's so special about it. And then and the then, light face fucks him or something. I don't know. And then and then he wakes up and the Golzer's eating his guts. Here's my entire take of this movie. Thomas Howard actually never survived the same thing where he let the other person die or he got caught after the fact when he murdered someone. And he is actually in hell and Thomas Wake is the devil or some form of a demon or the devil. And he he even punished. says that. He says, you're still in Canada, waist deep in snow, mad out of your mind. I'm a figment of your imagination. Yeah, no, he, it, like, that's that's my whole take, is that he's actually in hell, like, in that weird, like, pur- like that may not even hell, like, his own, like, circle of hell or purgatory, and he is being forced to face the bad person he is by some other weird, crazy hallucination. The Green uh, Goblin. Uh, yeah, a goblin, basically, goblin, like this weird sea right. wizard or whatever. Spider-Man. And, and finally, like, <laughs> the light is just him facing the truth of what, the like, the reason he deserves to you be You know, I'm hell. something of a drunkard myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So then he, it, when, when it shows him, like, being eaten alive, like, he's, that's the rest of his punishment. He's just going to spend, and I, I, what I wonder, too, is, like, if that actually is what happens, because it ends in that, that eerie way, it's like, is he just going to repeat that cycle? Because that would be like a weird thing. That is my take of watching it. Maybe it's just the way I watched it that made me think that. Because I just I went way off the deep end and how weird and hot. It's like there's no way. There's so many things I can't explain about what's going on. Either everyone's off their fucking rocker because they're eating something and hallucinating, but they shouldn't they be dead by now? So they're not actually alive. Uh, and once I got to that point, it's like, well, this is how I'm taking this movie, and I may be way off the mark, but the drinking water way, is all fucked cool. up. Oh 
Oh yeah, everything is like by, by that logic, they should be dead a long time ago. Because like, it, it's just weird to know how much of it is is what. But I he I must like that idea. He must have been a drunk in the past, right? Because like the first night where Blaine Poe comes down and clinks the fucking uh, cups on the table and starts to do a toast, like he puts out, he dumps the alcohol in the sink and he gets the 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 shitty water. Uh, yeah. Because he, he adamantly refuses to drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though yeah, it's no, bad luck not to finish a toast. Yeah. No, I, that's I, so like to go further with that, like the full plot is Thomas Howard uh, and whatever he, I can't remember the name, the uh, the guy he was first pretending to be, Ephraim uh, Winslow. Winslow. He and Ephraim Winslow had a very similar relationship to him and, and Thomas Wade. They both get really drunk. They're both bad drinkers. They get really drunk. Ephraim makes a pass on him, and he's like, no, and they get an altercation. He kills him, but in whatever other coincidence it plays out from A to B, he he dies, like, in some way. He's running from the law because he murdered someone, whatever, and this whole thing is him facing that because Thomas Wake, in another way, is just the Krusty Krab mirror to Ephraim Winslow. Because like there's a lot of similarities. It's just they just did it with weird nautical themes, and it, what that's what I that's what I don't get. Like, why wouldn't his damnation reflect the nature of his sin? Like, you know, well, why, why is he? Yeah, he's probably never even been to a lighthouse before. Maybe he hates like, uh, I don't know. Just you know, some these some stories do that weird death dream shit where it's like you're dying and you're 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 living your last moments are like seeing a weird dream or a nightmare completely detached from like whatever it is that you were doing imagine silent hill yeah like silent hill the whole thing was like he was driving to silent hill he didn't make it according to according to this ending he drove off the road and was like at the wheel like dead like he didn't even make it to the town but in his death dream he was in the town and it was snowing and shit it wasn't anything like what he experienced before he got there yeah Maybe it's like a weird death dream hallucination that he's stuck on a lighthouse and some shit the exact opposite of trees in Canada. I like the first shot, by the way, where they're like staring at the boat going going out of the frame and they're just like staring at the camera. Like it's like they're yeah. looking at us for like a right really long Yeah. Those are my favorite shots of the movie, actually, is whether I don't know why. It's just yeah. But I the, the other reason I took it that way is just like Again, and it, maybe it really is how I watched the movie, and you really should. I actually would highly recommend anybody if you ever watch if you've watched this movie a dozen times but never watched it just sitting there with headphones on, you should watch it with headphones. It is so fucking unsettling, but worth it, and it will definitely sell if this is a horror movie, um, in that sense because you hear so much background shit that you shouldn't hear at the time you hear it, and maybe that's why it makes me like think of it the way I do if I didn't watch it that way I wouldn't hear all the stuff that I heard but I thought I was hallucinating half the shit but there's like you hear way more than just like the foghorn and the and the farting noises and other stuff like in like goals and waves crashing and shit like very subtle stuff that just happens while you're watching it and it doesn't even make sense that you're hearing it if that makes sense huh that or I actually was hallucinating. I mean, maybe, but That's I, possible didn't, too. I didn't take any drugs that I was aware of. Maybe you're having a death dream right now. 
maybe. I, I actually had a stroke during the board exam. I, n- I never finished it. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> well, I have a shitty take on what I think this movie is about, but this is the way I like to interpret it. I think uh, Robert Pattinson is a murderer, and I think he's overcome with, with grief. I murdered a guy. Holy shit, he called me a dog, and I didn't like it. And he's a drunk, and I think that he comes into contact with a supernatural force. I think that Willem Dafoe has indeed made it some kind of a weird pact with the sea devil or some bullshit like that. Proteus. I think, I think it really is bad luck not to finish that toast. I think it really is super bad luck to kill that seabird. And I think all the other, I think that the totem is magical and everything else. I think uh, it's, it's kind of like the shining. I think yes. it's, um, mm-hmm. it's like this, this shitty, this, this person who on their own is already a horror movie comes into contact with a horror movie. And now you have a super horror movie. I think that's what it is. <laughs> oh, I yeah. I think that's a good one. No, that's, I, I like that too. It's kind of like, uh, what's the movie that uh, came the out Shining. a couple years ago? <laughs> oh, not the Shining. No, it's the, it's, I, yes. the Shining. I think it's the Shining. It, it's just the Shining, just in nautical terms. What if, what if SpongeBob, SpongeBob, and, and Mr. Krabs were in The Shining? Uh, I want to see the SpongeBob version of this movie. <laughs> Actually, it would be out with it, boy! <laughs> Don't spill your beans, boy! Sandy, <laughs> give me the bat, Sandy. <laughs> no, I. I I actually like that take though. Um, like shit, what's that movie? It's about the like the people that are gonna Shining. rob some no, poor kidding. guy, <laughs> but then they, it turns out that guy is blind and he's like a badass and he just murders all of them one by one. Uh, no, I'm not sure. I'm not I sure. Know the name of it. I, that's a fun, I have to look it up. It's a it's a horror movie that came out recently, but it's like you're actually rooting for the guy, like the horror, the guy oh. like murdering people. Like it's supposed to make it seem like the protagonists are the people that broke into this guy's house. But he, no. he's blind, but he's beating the fuck out of him. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Like, your take is like that. It's like, oh, well, these guys are bad guys, but they ran into a bad guy. Like, so they get fucked up. So it's like, oh, it kind of deserves it. Um, so, and another take from that, too, is uh, the whole uh, siren idea. Like, the whole idea of a siren song that people hallucinate. So then it's like, well, like you said, if you found that supernatural force... He just goes off the deep end because he gets pulled in by the siren song that happens as he gets there. And then he just gets driven to madness, just like all the other people that come to him. Like that's, that's the whole supernatural force at the lighthouse. He's just pulling Thomas Wake is just pulling people in and finding people that deserve to die. And he's just doing that. Well, uh, I know it's not going to be just like this twilight zone episode, but we reviewed it on the show. Remember the howling something where the devil was locked into the, the closet yeah, he's in that, that cell in the church. Yeah. Yeah. What if like the light is some type of either like supernatural or like a hellish demon thing, um, that was like kept, kept by the William <sighs> Defoe character. Cause every- yeah, that, that's, that, that's what I'm thinking is going on. Like, yeah. I think the light is supernatural. Yeah. For sure. Cause, cause at the end he like looks at the light and that scene is like, profoundly terrifying because it's you can't hear anything did you guys watch this movie with subtitles on by any chance not with subtitles no i decided to because i wanted i've seen this movie twice before and i i know what's going on but there's a few lines i I can't quite catch because of their their uh, their dialect and i just wanted to know every word that was said so i watched it with subtitles and the subtitles during that scene are terrifying (laughs) 
Yeah, it's all I, like I inaudible that. screaming. Um, uh, uh, sound continues building stuff like that. It's like stuff like that 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 adds kind of to it. The way to have someone describe to you that scene audibly is made it even it heightened to the terror to me. So that that scene is literally painful with the headphones. Um, because for whatever reason, there's like a very high frequency sound eventually that gets let out while you're listening to that in silence. So it becomes piercing. So it's almost like it, like you don't hear anything. And then all of a sudden you hear something that you can hear is real. Like, you know, like a dog would hear a whistle and it would hurt. Well, it's like like a dream, right? You know, when you try to scream in a dream and it feels like nothing's coming out, but you're screaming your fucking heart out. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's it's kind of like that. Um, but like when the sound kicks in in your headphones, you're just like, uh, <laughs> what's going on here? Uh, yeah, no, I, I almost took my headphones off. I was like, ah, and then like it stops and then he falls down the stairs and then he falls down the stairs. And it's like, <laughs> like I, you want to laugh, but it, you don't know if you're supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he's having his, his fucking innards eaten by the goals, all, all the other spirits that are there. Like Prometheus who stole fire and was punished by Zeus. Yeah, that's why I think that's why I think the whole hell thing sticks because that looks very hellish to me. It's like you reach a point of like like uh, this is just a weird like uh, take anyway. I'm, I'm getting weird and philosophical about it, but like the true sense of like what a hell is supposed to be is, is everyone has their own personal version of what it would be or whatever. Uh, and if for a lot of people, if not all. Being in hell would actually being not being aware that you're in hell or that you're even dead, right? Or going through that transition. So, like to me, that's why I kind of thought of it in that way. Is like he doesn't know he's there. He he thinks he made it to the same place he's supposed to be, but he's actually transitioning to where he's going to spend the rest of his eternity being tortured because he's a bad person. Mm-hmm. And Willem Dafoe's character. Thomas Wake is that gatekeeper in that way. I, that, that's just the way I took it. And I, again, that's probably way off some mark. I don't know if anyone's thought of it in that way either, but I, I and because of what I came up with, it, I really liked it. I, I really liked the film. I mean, it could be all be just real and they really were just like just some old crazy crusty fucker out there protecting the light. Cause he's went mad and some other person showed up and it's just, it all happened, but it's still great. Uh, but holy shit, I don't know if I'll watch it again, or maybe for a while. Or if I do, I'm not watching with fucking headphones again. I I, I can only do that so many times in my life. I, I've you used one of them. In a sensory deprivation tank where you can only view this movie. Mm-hmm. Nah. I, I Seriously, I, I'm not even kidding. During my exam, I watched this film. See, I watched it Sunday. Yeah, I watched it Sunday night. So my, my test wasn't until Wednesday. But in the exam, you're not allowed. Like, it's one of those like default like testing centers where everyone's taking a variety of whatever exams they have to take. You're not allowed to bring your own headphones or earplugs. They will provide you noise canceling headphones. And I'm I'm not even kidding. Can't bullshit it. I was hearing some of the same noises and shit that I was hearing in this movie. I didn't like already hear like the foghorn, but I I could hear well, weird stuff that I heard. So I, I was like, because I reached a point that like <laughs> it's just like because I'm hearing nothing, my mind is making up shit to hear. So I might need to go see a psychiatrist. So did you hear this? I don't even know how to describe it. Like they're just just watch it. It's it's a whole thing. Like it's there's just an ambiance in that movie that is in the background is very low, but it's there. And when you hear it, you notice it. It's just it's just there. 
just very weird and it may it fucked with me but in a good way i guess oh when he was doing the sewage that was like mesmerizing too when the thing was like <laughs> almost swirling and shit uh it's not sewage just are drinking water oh yeah it's it but the like... drinking water was like sewage. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a cistern. Yeah, cistern yeah. is like a, it's a big stone. It catches rainwater and holds it until they need it to drink. It's supposed to like, it's hard to explain, but it, not... it's like a big diagonal thing that's supposed to hold it in this one area. And what he's dumping, I can't remember what it's called. He's dumping something in there that's supposed to like kill germs i think it's lie or something lie i think you're right yeah you're not allowed to do that anymore by the way the atf will come get you yeah <laughs> that's true you're not allowed to uh, harvest rainwater anymore Some guy got killed like, man yeah. there's a reason but, but uh, yeah, well lots of things could happen like you there's no reason to read into that don't worry about it hey it might fuck a mermaid you know uh yeah. but the thing is that's the whole thing with salt water you can't drink that either because you might go fucking crazy so like there's there a lot of ways a lot of ways these guys could have went mad but whatever you might find so, a head in the lobster cage yeah. yeah, another idea I had too, without it being in the supernatural, was that Thomas Wake and Tom, like these two Thomases are actually the same person. Like not like a hallucination, but like he's in a different like weird like dimensional timescape of or whatever hellish thing you want to think of, and he's just seeing another version of himself that's just like absolutely crazy because he went through the same shit. And it, I, I don't like that as much. It's weird. I the other take I think is. Well, their speech is different, right? Like one yeah, uh, yeah, essentially they're, talks they're like different. a pirate, and the other one talks like he's from Boston. Like, well, you goddamn like bots! <laughs> well, my, the whole idea is that he hates himself, and he, the other one's been there for so long. So, like, the idea was that as I was thinking that, I was like, oh, I wonder if he's just gonna like become the other person and then wait for the next version of himself to show up. But then he just died the way he did. So I was like, oh, no, nope, he's in hell. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just hell. And he's just gonna be eaten by birds the rest of the time. And one one so, one last thing I want to like bring up um, another theory just in my head uh, that he wasn't he he lived the lighthouse like purgatory, but I feel like where he last worked that somehow he died and his like body just came ashore and the seagulls were just eating him, and uh, maybe yeah. maybe he died and then his bodies came ashore and then he was on purgatory on this lighthouse. Like yeah. you said, it's a loop that you were talking about before. Well, the other thing, too, is, like, lighthouses are symbolisms in a lot of uh, art and, and literature for being a transition uh, in one way or another, a transition to land, a transition in phase of life. They're, lighthouses are, are used in a lot of ways as a, uh, a metaphor to the transition uh, of the afterlife. So, like, that, that's the other reason I went with that, that idea. And the black and white, I don't know. It was a whole thing. Maybe if I watched it a different way, I'd have a very different take. But because I watched it in my, my super creepy way, it's like, oh, that's what this is. Uh, so. I, I'm just going to keep on telling people, don't spill your beans. Your beans. You got to say spill it. your beans to me, boy. Yeah. Don't let the why'd, beans. why'd you spill your beans, Tommy? Oh, God, that's it's so unsettling. <laughs> oh, we forgot to mention uh, this. William Defoe, amazing at, like, at what he does in general. Willem Dafoe is fantastic in almost everything he's in. I love him in this movie. But, and this might be an unpopular opinion, I think Robert Patterson is better than him in this movie. I oh, think yeah. he does a better job in this movie. Yeah. Hey, does this movie at least help settle, like, the the thing that... I I can't remember. You guys came with the, the thing I curated. Uh, yeah, you guys came when we watched uh, the two Robert Pattinson films before he did Batman. 
He's trying to sell people why Batman, like Robert Pattinson as Batman will be good because A, B, C. It's outside of this. It's like, oh, he was the sparkly vampire and the Harry Potter bitch that died. And it's like, no, he's actually a pretty good actor. And we watched the films that we did. And it's like, oh, he's good. He is phenomenal in this movie. So I like, I don't know if I, I can say he's better than Willem Dafoe in this movie. They're both really on par with each other. Now, this this is why job. I think that I think Willem Dafoe is a more interesting character. And like what he does is more interesting. But I think Willem Dafoe is um, Willem Dafoeing in this movie. Oh, yeah. Well, he gets and I think class. Robert Pattinson is doing something new. He's showing us something he hasn't shown himself to be able to do before. And that's why when I see this movie, I'm like, holy shit, this guy can act like well. Yeah. And of course, one of the folk can act amazing too. But yeah. When, when yeah I no, watched, I knew that. That was my reaction. I was like, this guy's legit. He, uh, he's got some talent. Matt Reeves, if you're listening somehow to our podcast, make William Defoe Hugo Strange, please. Thank you. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we went from a movie that that has no metaphors. It's just a story to a movie that's a bunch of fucking metaphors. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> we did, yeah. Actually, yeah, we, we did it. We went from no metaphors to all the metaphors. Uh, yeah. I also like that in within his his take of films. I I have in my interpretation, I have made Willem Dafoe the devil in this movie. The extra juice is the reason I like that is because in another film he was Jesus. So check that out. You should but in that. still another film he was Nosferatu. So and in another film he was the Green Goblin. The Goblin. Spider Man. He, so, he was something of a scientist. He's yeah. a... <laughs> Trust the science. Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, I, we did two movies about isolating and, and the goddamn farts. What's a fart thrower? What? Uh, <laughs> oh man! But uh, Do you I, recommend this? I yes, I highly recommend. Like both of these movies that we watch, highly, highly recommend watching it. Yeah. Strong recommend. I've, I and I was surprised by it. Uh, yeah, God, rankings are gonna be hard as shit. Like it's gonna be pretty easy to filter out the lower ones, but yeah, my movies. Damn. Yeah, these these are gonna no <laughs> my movies too maybe, but uh, no really, it's gonna be hard to to figure out the, the top like two or three like where they fit. I mean, it's gonna be hard. I was gonna recommend this movie too, but it's black and white, so one out of ten. <laughs> the, the hottest take. Uh, no, this this movie is not goddamn masterpiece. I fucking love it. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. So it's down to Andy. He's the last. All right. I, something interesting happened about choosing my movies. Zach basically chose them for me, and I'll explain why. Okay. First of all, uh, right off the bat, the two movies he chose are both like two of my favorite horror movies of all time. So. I'm not the purpose of the show has never really been oh I chose the best movies oh, I won this one it's it's just you know we're, we watch movies and we we rank them we pick them apart we compare them and it's fun and interesting so I'm not necessarily trying to choose the best movies or my favorite horror movies because the thing is my favorite horror movie secondly another theme that Zach's movies had that no one brought up uh all male cast both times except for the mermaid I guess so what I did is I chose movies that I still think are extremely good. They're not my favorite horror movies of all time, but uh, all female casts. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so uh, from uh, 1977, uh, House, 
a Japanese ah. horror movie that features a bunch of uh, Japanese girls going on vacation, and uh, nothing scary happens at all. It's a uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty grounded movie. I think everyone will like it. It's viewable on HBO Max and Criterion Channel if you're aware. Yeah. But HBO Max is what where most people are going to be able to watch it. And then for my modern one, uh, a movie that I think went criminally underlooked at the box office and also another movie that people are always like that's not a horror movie it's an action movie it's not it's a horror movie uh annihilation i do it ah. yes okay you guys know i like this movie you guys know i'm always trying to force this movie on people we're gonna force it on you we're gonna watch annihilation it's a good movie and it's really spooky we have we never talked about annihilation no i don't think we have well that's gonna be a fun conversation saturday i don't watch movies with girls in it unless they get murdered you're gonna and yes they do (laughs) don't worry zach in both of these movies you're gonna be well taken care of (laughs) i I know we finished up uh the uh the other stuff i did want to mention something kind of neat i just because i I pulled up imdb and stuff while we're talking and and i saw like a little thing that here it was like all a24 horror movies ranked by imdb annihilation is really low on that list it is the lighthouse is not number one but they do recognize it's number two number one is Pearl, which is a new movie. Yeah. I wanted to see that when I saw the previews for it. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, like, that is, it's quite the lineup. The top four are Pearl, The Lighthouse, Hereditary, Midsummer. So that's, yeah, that's pretty fitting for their movies. Uh, the Witch is not far down there. It's seven. Yeah, um, they put The Witch down, and then they've got uh, Under the Skin, like, way down, which you guys almost had to watch. I had a whole list of stuff that I was considering. You almost had to watch that. We almost had to watch quiet on but whatever we're gonna watch these yeah i never watched under the skin I, it's actually something i want to check out I'm, I'm looking down here to see to figure out where the northman is good it's another it's robert Egg- no it's a robert oh eggers that's movie. robert eggers eggers. Yeah. i didn't i didn't realize that that was an eggers movie i still what? haven't watched that film uh yeah. i need to go watch need to watch it um it came out at a weird time in theater but it's, i'm sure i can find yeah. it now right like it's Yes, I believe it's streamable for sure, but I don't know if it's twenty dollars or four dollars right now. No, it's been out for a while. It's probably like the rent. Yeah, yeah, probably, it's four. probably four by now. Yeah, I just haven't looked for it, but I need to watch it. I, I heard a lot of I heard a lot of weird things, but it's like the people that I wouldn't trust my life with to tell me to recommend a movie said it's bad, and the people I would trust. It's about Vikings. It's oh yeah, well, I mean, I wanted to watch it because my my favorite vampire of all time is in it. Alexander Skarsgård, yeah, and it's because oh, yeah. I was forced to watch True Blood until I kind of liked it, because his character was badass in that show. Okay, I just wanted to watch it because it was watch. Robert Eggers. He could be like, I'm making a movie about a haunted yeah. cardboard box in Detroit in the 70s. I'd be like, yeah, okay, man. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. I want to watch that movie now. <laughs> it's reminds- based on historical records. It's, it's very thoroughly Fox. researched. And I'd be like, I know Robert Eggers. I know all your movies are well researched. You don't have to tell me. It's okay. I get it. It's kind of reminds me of that movie with the like tire that like rolls around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, like the horror movie about the tire that kills people. Yeah. <laughs> I should have picked that. Holy fuck. That was, Actually, that, was a, that was a good fucking pick. I, uh, <laughs> about, I we still have three, uh, a random rubber two, aren't we? What? Yeah, I was about to say, don't forget, uh, after I go, we have more October. We have one week left, and I think I, I suggested, because you're like, I thought about doing a wheel or something, and I don't know, and I was like, why don't you just make that week the random? Oh, yeah, thing? that's right. Well... Wait, don't we have more than that? Don't we have? Two I had weeks a recommendation, but I'll bring it up off the air. Don't okay. we have two weeks of October left to rank? 
like I think we have two actual weeks of October left because we we jumped in a little early in October. Uh, we get five Andy, days. after Andy's picks. The the week after that is the last Tuesday there is for the month. Mm-hmm. We usually do this on a Tuesday. For them, it's Tuesday. <laughs> I see what you did, Street Fighter. <laughs> uh, that actually that was funny. Yeah. yeah. All right, we don't have any news this week. Let's wrap right. it up. Talking about these movies to No news. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, if you want, remember to watch House, uh, not the TV show, um, the, the movie that he just talked House, about. And sometimes it's put, it's called Hausu, H-A-U-S-U. That's uh, the actual literal translation of the Japanese katakana. But House is what it's supposed to be. Don't confuse it with another. And it's Japanese. Yeah, there's another movie called House. Don't get it confused with that. Right, yeah, yeah you got to be really specific with House. Yes. And Annihilation, and then watch it and, and come back and talk to us, or listen to us, I should say. You're not talking to us. But uh, anyway, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Apple Podcasts. You sister's asshole, but we're going to end it here. Uh, guys, we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Hark! You goddamn bots!